Nobody ever knows what Ang Lee is going to do next. In the 90s, he had gained a reputation for himself as one of the best talky drama directors, with settings ranging from modern-day Taiwan to Civil War Missouri, to modern-day New England to a Jane Austen book. He moved into the 21st century with a martial arts movie, something of an unexpected turn. Don't expect this to be a slapstick Jackie Chan flick, though. Aang still manages to make this a talky drama, but it also involves some of the best fight scenes ever put to film. Join us as we hang out in bamboo trees and talk about Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Repress one's feelings only makes them stronger. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined, as always, by... The Crouching Tiger, Chad Oliver. And the Hidden Dragon, Mark Watlington. Mark, did you like the quote that I picked to begin Um, with? Yeah. I got it from your diary, so... (laughs) I just wanted to uh, make sure that that was okay that I used It's very prequel Jedi. A little bit. A little bit. Um... So we're talking about Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That that that's what we're doing. That mm-hmm. is my pick for the best movie of 2000. And as you guys know, the way the show works is that we each pick our favorite movie for every year where we've been alive. But before we do that, we're going to talk about the movies we've seen at the Megaplex. But the problem is our dumbasses won't be able to uh, talk about three movies because the Avengers uh, Endgame. Yeah, because there's one movie that came out that we're going to talk about for a while. There's literally yeah. only one movie in theaters right now. Um, well, I Essentially. Saw, I saw The Curse of La Llorona. I saw and I don't care. Disney don't care. Nature <laughs> Penguins. Okay, I also um, saw Penguins, but like oh, it's I about saw, Penguins. Oh, Solved. <laughs> I saw Little. You saw uh-huh. Little? I saw... Bad? I did see Little. Oh, fine. Fine. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, not like good... But like two and a half stars. A gentleman's two and a half. Gotcha. So uh, Avengers Endgame, uh, good. Good? It's a good flick. Um, but but it's a spoiler to say that we think it's a good. That's so. yeah, according sorry. to some people I don't know what we... Spoiler alert, it's good? Movie <laughs> reviews shouldn't exist, and we should all just walk on eggshells around talking about movies. Or art or anything. Have you like truly the this week has been an absolute shit show mm. in regards for the critical community. I don't know if you guys have seen it because you guys don't necessarily follow pop music as much as I do. And it's been a right. lot in the pop music sphere. But it's like Lizzo was like, why don't critics stop criticizing and actually try and make art, which is not the point of criticism. That's They're not a artists. weird take. <laughs> It is interesting Ariana. when critics do make art, and uh, yeah, the, 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 it, it can be. It, I'm, I'm I'm always interested when like someone has like an endeavor. Like Matt Zoller yeah. Seitz yeah. is working on like a puppet movie right now, and I'm really yeah, cool. Well, the, like like uh, uh, Robert Cargill, the guy who wrote Doctor Strange and Sinister, like he was a a cr- critic first. And yeah, that, then he that, moved, like it works sometimes, mm-hmm. but like, but just like because. It, it, you, it don't like right. yeah, you don't have to make art, it right. Understanding art, understand Understanding yeah. art is very different from creating it. Definitely. So yeah, Ariana like a, Grande said something like that, and then Olivia Munn was freaking out about this um, place. Um, What's Olivia? This Munn online freaking out, blog that was about um, 
It was about like it was a fashion criticism thing or whatever, and she went really hard on it. I don't know a what? ton about it, but I was seeing a lot of people respond being like, hey, this one actually is ran by women, and they actually offer pretty thoughtful criticism, <laughs> and it's not the standard. Like, So it's kind of weird that you're going after these. Also, why does Olivia, Olivia Munn think about- she has a platform? I mean, she's, been, she's famous. She's in a lot of shit. She knows about journalism. She was in the newsroom. Yeah. She also she played also a journalist about... in Iron Man 3? No. I think... She... Yeah, Iron Man 3. Mm, I don't know. I, she also knows about journalism because she worked for G4, so... Right. Um, she also knows about... Uh, uh, who was she in, in X-Men Apocalypse? She was someone, right? Psylocke. Oh, Psylocke. Psylocke. Yeah. Ugh. She had, like, laser sword I... arms, and uh, she said no words... She literally doesn't have a line in that movie. It's fucking. She insane. stands there and like leans on the wall and like grimaces. But we're talking about a different superhero movie. I've been rewatching uh, the X Men movies, and that is the next on my rewatch, and I am just putting it off. Don't just don't rewatch it. Super power. <laughs> no, you have to because it sets up the Jean Grey shit. I've also only seen it. It sets once. up the gr- Jean Grey shit by being like. Turns out she's got power dwelling within her, and that's it. So, like, you but don't then apparently need... in the new Phoenix movie, like she meets the Phoenix in outer space. So there isn't uh-huh. like great power dwelling within her because it no. isn't dwelling there yet. Fuck the X Men movies is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah all of them. Well, the Phoenix yeah. operates outside of time. Um, um they can kind of well, uh, just not exist. Stick around a couple weeks for our real X Men thoughts. <laughs> oh yeah, Jeez. I forgot we're talking about X Men. Uh, yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> um, yeah, that'll be fun. So, okay, let's just Avengers. jump into let's just jump into some spoilers. Um, okay, yeah. So you Chad's can gonna put- you can skip to the time code thirty one minutes twenty three seconds when uh, and to avoid spoilers. So just skip there, starting now. I thought you were going to guess the time code. And I was like, wow, chat. Really <laughs> that calling was your shot. Like, no, I'm inserting it. And uh, okay, yeah, no, I'm, I'm keeping this. But <laughs> Okay, so we can talk about spoilers things. So the only thing I want to talk about in regards to Endgame is the fact. that time code to be like 45 minutes. <laughs> right. Um, the only thing I want to talk about is rescue. The only okay. thing that matters in it's, this movie. It's an okay part of the movie. And you're freaking it out about rules. it. rules. It's Gwyneth good. Paltrow is in an Iron Man. Suit and fucking destroys ass in it. Yeah, it is fine. so good. It's fine. I'm more interested in, in other parts of the movie, but no, only rescue. Only thing that matters in Endgame. That's like saying, Five stars. That's like saying the only thing to say about Endgame is that Howard the Duck is in it because, like, they're basically they're in comparable. No, come on, rescues in it more. Comparable but... percentages of this long, long movie. Okay, fine. I'll talk about something else. Okay, okay. Valkyrie so... has a fucking winged horse. Guys, <laughs> I know that part of Spider-Man Endgame. rides on the back of a Pegasus, and that's insane. But I, I know that I have you guys think that I like this movie, but I need to be honest with you guys. I really don't like the fat suit that Thor's wearing. It just isn't very realistic. Are you being serious? Uh, no, I really don't think it's a very good fat suit. I don't think it's great, but I think it's once fine. he puts on a shirt and yeah, is like yeah, yeah, schlubby, yeah. I think that's better. But, but yeah, well, the how, initial moment is just kind of like, what? When he's not wearing a shirt, how how do they film that? Is that just a, f- 
a it's it's a it's a fat, fat suit. suit. It's a flesh colored fat suit. Yeah, it, it is. It, you know that for sure. Or do we think it's digital effects? Because well, no, I was kind a, of thinking it might be like what they did with uh, Captain America: The First Avenger, where they filmed yeah. a fat man and then they digitally put no, Hemsworth because that face. is not what a fat man looks like. No, it's um, not. His his proportions me, are the, insane. The his fat person on weird. this show. Um, it it. I think you're probably, it's a, you're probably the skinniest boy on this show. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's the he joke, was, Chad. He, he Welcome to joke. humor. Oh. Um, humor <laughs> well, you just, town. You just say something Chad. that's not true, and that's supposed <laughs> to be a joke. Oh, is that the joke? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. um anyway, I, I yeah. it wasn't a great fat suit, but I, what I do like is the fact that he had like a like, like a mangy beard, and then when he like mm-hmm. called thunder down, the beard braided itself. I like yeah, that. That was, that was, that was fun. Dope. I and I also think like that's a pretty interesting uh, like he I mean he falls into depression like he has lost everything yeah. he has failed it's the correct like, trajectory for this character as set up through like everything he's lost in the first three Thor movies to all the eggs he was putting in the killing Thanos basket mm-hmm. and then like he killed Thanos but he still lost half the universe yeah it didn't fix anything right. by the way killing Thanos that early in the movie crazy <laughs> I was like what the fuck I was screaming. Um, I loved the, the, it. The, the thing with Thor, like, so there was a, there was about like two or three too many fat jokes or whatever. I, I, I think the fact that he got fat wasn't what's interesting. It's more mm-hmm. that he let himself go, and that's yeah. what's good for the character. Right. But I, I don't but, really remember a, too many fat jokes other than people mm-hmm. like maybe calling him Tubby once or twice. But well. Rocket uh, does a lot, but Rocket's an asshole, so that's yeah. fine. But I think Rody, like Rody, Rody says he does. Has cheese whiz going through his veins. Yeah, which, like, I don't know if they he, make cheese whiz anymore, especially five years in the future. Five years no. where like half the population is gone. You need cheese whiz as like <laughs> right. comfort food. Um, um, but 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 I think what rules about it is at the end when Thor is fighting, it is very like Viking King. Like, yeah. because uh, like you see a lot of portrayals of Vikings where there is kind of the bigger, I yeah, mean, like right. he looks even like... in Thor, the, uh, one of his, uh, the, the warrior his three. three friends. Yeah. yeah. One of the warrior three is like a big dude. Yeah. So like, I kind of love that. Like, if you had told me to picture the Norse God Thor before having seen the Marvel movies, I probably would have pictured something more like the finale of this movie that Thor yeah. with like a big belly, but like he's powerful than mm-hmm. what we got in certainly Thor one. Um, right. <laughs> would not have, I kind of, but I, uh, I, I I think it ends up being super cool. It really um, does. And um, yeah, it's just th- this movie, like Thor is one example of how well this, how good a job this movie does of like taking the events of Infinity War very seriously. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, throughout the whole movie, like even someone as like happy go lucky as Ant-Man, like he lost five good years with his daughter growing up. Right. And like, there's a certain weight to that, even though he's going to like, to some respect, laugh it off and say like, Oh, you're so big. But like there, there's well, tremendous I, I think, loss, even at the end of this movie of I, their failures. I, yeah. I think there's so much Ant-Man in this movie, which rules. Yeah, like th- this movie exists because of Ant-Man, mm-hmm. and I think, and because like, of uh, Remy from Ratatouille. <laughs> right, this movie wouldn't exist without a rat. Um, but 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 the the scene where Scott is like 
he's trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and he mm-hmm. finds the pillars with the names on it. Yeah. Like that scene is so stressful. And Paul Rudd, here's the thing, he's hilarious, also a very good actor. He's doing like I think incredible. he sells all of that stuff super well. Like that scene of like being so happy to see your daughter, so sad to have lost five years, so confused mm-hmm. as to what's going on. That's a complicated emotion to pull off, and he does it yeah, so well. It. This joy think, mixed with this like confusion. Like, it, oh, it, 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 it's like a, a relief really... mixed with like relief of his daughter not being dead to like the grief mm-hmm. of everyone else being dead. Yeah. To like the joy of seeing your, you know, child being you know grown up to some extent mm-hmm. and also yeah. she thought her dad was dead and now he's not mm-hmm. yeah. so great i think all of the acting in this movie is like the best that these people have ever done like um the robert downey jr in this mm-hmm. movie is incredible chris evans in this movie is incredible jeremy renner i i'm, yeah. I'm gonna admit Ugh. to you guys i was sobbing within seconds I knew what was happening in the opening scene yeah, with Hawkeye and his the family. The second the and first still, frame started, you know, like, oh, this is where the scene's going to go for I sure. I was like, but oh, it's fuck. Like, and it just was yeah. devastating. Like, it really got me right away. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is the level. Okay. Well, let's do this. Let's clock. Where did you guys cry or tear up in this movie? I mean, it was it was throughout. There were several scenes that, like, moved me to at least welling. And there were certain scenes that had me, like, sobbing. Uh Iron Man and Spider Man hugging. Uh huh. Yep. It, I, I think the, the, those scenes, like that relationship and things like that, just get me the most. Is like really powerful father figure moments. Um, mm-hmm. Just have me sobbing. Um, I think Tony's death, obviously, and how uh, Pepper kind of reacts to it is devastating. And Black Widow's sacrifice as well was one that had me like. But just the fact that like neither one of them was accepting that the other the, the other person was going to go down there, and when it mm-hmm. ended up being her, and she was just like begging him to let go, I was like wrecked because I thought like, oh, it's going to be Hawkeye for sure, mm-hmm. and then it was not. Um, um, I'm a broken man, so I did not cry or even get choked up once. Uh, oh, nothing man. against the movie though. I just it takes a lot to get me choked up in a movie. It does not take much for me at all. It doesn't take like, much for me either, truly. Not anymore. Um, at the at the very end where it is Iron Man's funeral and you see Harley Kenner from Iron Man 3, I was like, fuck off, <laughs> and just started crying. Basically unrecognizable because he is a decade older. Yeah, um, yeah but I but still, still was like, I knew who he was. Yeah, like, I mean, I only knew who he was because I knew he had been cast and he hadn't shown up yet. Right. But still. I mean, I just think this movie handles things very well of where everything in Infinity War matters. They didn't undo the snap. They just brought everybody back. Like, that fight scene, I'm going to have to watch 35 times because there's so Mm -hmm. much fucking shit happening. Man. In, like, a good way. I'm like, gosh, it's such a good like smaller fight with like the three big Avengers that are remaining. one of the greatest superhero fights I've ever seen. Truly, and then yeah. it's a Lord of the Rings Helms deep scale epic <laughs> battle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Two straight up armies. It's what? 
with Speaking Howard like, the which... Duck is in the army. That this blows my mind. <laughs> my head cannon is that Doctor Strange asked the Guardians like, "Where's like a bar I can get some of the toughest uh, uh, criminals?" And he's like, "Oh, go to this place from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And then he just opens. Well, the portal there so like, so Howard standing. Ne- <laughs> Howard standing next to the Ravagers. So he yeah. just pulls the Ravagers. Right. Um, so I guess he goes to that bar to get the Ravagers, and Howard gets stuck. Yeah, with it, it or something. Or he's Howard holding the gun. Ravager it's, now. It's Who insane. knows? Yeah, and that's the canon for me of how Howard got stuck on Earth, and um, I want a movie taking place five years later where he's just been stuck on Earth for five years after that battle. It's insane that we saw that battle, and then literally tomorrow we see what is one of the biggest film battles of all time in Game of Thrones. It oh, is like yeah. the yesterday longest... for the listeners. Yeah, it. It is the longest battle ever put to film or something, mm-hmm. right? Something like that? Yeah, yeah. movie yeah. and TV history, it's the longest one, which yeah. sounds a little exhausting, but I'm sure they can pull a it A little off. exhausting. I'm sure it'll be good if they turn on some fucking lights. Um, Are we done with things? <laughs> <laughs> no. no? Okay. Um, I mean, so, so a lot of people could... I, go ahead, Mark. Here's what I loved about it is that it, like... It is the first movie I've ever watched that made me say, "Ah, oh, shit, I wish I rewatched uh, Thor 2. Yeah. Um, right. Because, like, they, they go back to that world and they go back to, like, like the world after uh, the Avengers. And, like, they go back to all of these time periods that are, like, so much fun to see again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exciting to see, like, the Battle of Manhattan from the first Avengers from, like, different angles and, like, different parts of it. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, this is the Battle of Manhattan, one of the best fight scenes ever on film yeah um peter quill well, it, dancing it, it, through it, morag and then getting like right. another perspective on that roadie's reaction to that cracked me up <laughs> so, so it, it it also shows like what happens immediately after the battle of new york which yeah. that was awesome yeah. like of the, them just being like the hydra shield agent showing up and uh yeah yeah there's H- also hulk having to take the stairs killed me wonderful so there's good. a there's a part of it where like there's a scene where they f- like, capture loki uh in in the first avengers and it shows the end of that scene and then right after that tony's like all right put some handcuffs on him like you know it we can't just you, stand like, the here line and after that right. one really good closer mm-hmm. yeah um, it, we also um, get what, captain what america... hydra was doing at the time so great we also get yep. captain america fighting captain america which right? is something i never knew i wanted <laughs> and then oh, captain and america incredible. mind wiping captain america Yep. Yep. Insane. And so the other thing this movie does well, if you hate Marvel and you go in being like, fuck off, you're going to say it's bad fan service. Here's the thing. It isn't. I mean, there are fan service moments. It is fan service, but it's good Mm -hmm. fan service. It's the kind of fan service you get like when you've watched an entire TV series and you get the season finale. Yeah. I disagree. I think there are a couple of moments that are straight up fan service. The other things are things we call payoffs. Well, yeah, and that's yeah. different than fan service. And I guess people it is, a lot of times don't it is get the difference. Servicing the fan, this payoff, but yeah, fan service has a more negative connotation of just like it's empty, empty payoffs. Whereas these yeah, are like f- rich rich payoffs fan service is just moments that happen that have right. no reason like, to that are just kind of like cap fighting cap is definitely fan service but it's awesome. i don't think so, so. 
It absolutely is. It's it's an it's just it's kind of an unnecessary obstacle. Like he's got the stone, and he's sort of like, wouldn't it be cool if kind of thing? But but what fan was begging for that? Like that's well, like what is great about it is that it's fan service, but it's giving you things you didn't know you wanted, right? Like you didn't know that you wanted in in a time travel thing. You didn't know that you wanted Tony to meet his dad, but like that's. But I don't think any of those moments are fan service. I disagree with that. That's that's an emotional. Tony meeting his dad is more of a payoff. Thor talking to his mom is emotional payoff. Mm -hmm. Um, But like. Like Cap the, fighting Cap is really just like the Russo brothers being like, "Hey, what if like Cap fought Cap here?" And yeah, like, Cap, Cap fighting and Cap it. is and it is was like, dope, and I don't care that it's fan service. Cap fighting I, Cap see, is I like just don't in agree every with that definition. in every time travel movie, you run into the problem of like, oh, what if like you meet your former self or something, and they play with that idea with a couple of characters with Nebula and with uh, Captain America. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's just a good action scene. I mean, it's no more fan service than like any action scene in an action movie is, where it's like not right. really that, moving that's the, the plot thing. forward. I, but I I think moments like fan service are Howard the Duck is in the battle. Sure, you know they're things that have yeah. no actual like the but the payoffs I was talking about is Captain America using Thor's hammer chills down my that's entire been body. A thing set up since. When did it? 2014? 2015? When did Ultron come out? Yeah, yeah Ultron. Since Ultron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah was Which that 2014? Um, yes. Or 2015. There's definitely a, a blurred line between fan service and payoff, but I think that regardless, they do it the right way. Where it doesn't right, feel yeah. like like they had a list of things that would look cool when they did them as much as like they were like, well, we need to fight Thanos, and what would be a cool fight? Oh, it'd be cool if Captain America actually finally got to use Mjolnir and kind of prove that he was worthy. You know, yeah, I think that scene is awesome, and I like my whole body felt weird when it was happening because yes. I was like so like hyped up, and then. When he said, he finally said, Avengers Assemble as the fucking army of heroes is behind him. And the score swells and you get that similar camera angle from Age of Ultron where like it comes to the side as they're all like charging forward rules. Yeah. Um, God. Here's a helpful uh, little comparison, I think, of like payoff or fan service done so poorly um remember the end of justice league it was the post credit stinger when uh superman and the flash were just like gearing up to go on a race and then you don't yeah see, then you don't even see who wins and it just feels disconnected right. from everything that's that's just like bad fan servicey like hey this is a thing nerds talk about who would win in a race let's yeah just right. show well, th- the thing What's insane about this movie is it makes a lot of movies look worse in comparison. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Justice League looks like, which I know it's annoying to compare Marvel and DC, but but, it makes Justice League look like a trash can. The plot of Justice League is meanie big guy from space tries to collect the things to rule all Earth, whatever. And, like, the plot of Infinity War to Endgame is the same thing, and one is done incredibly well with like super attention to character and like their arcs over 10 years, which mm-hmm. is, which is the difference. Um, mm-hmm. That's me. I think yeah, Endgame I mean, is like the argument to be made for cinematic universes existing. People tend to well, be Well, because c- I think cynical. it enriches every movie that comes before it also. Yeah. And, Age of Ultron also, pays off so well because this movie exists. It, 
but like Justice League, one of the reasons it fails is because it's it's doing setup and payoff in the same movie to a lot of extents in terms of mm-hmm. like Which here like, are two new characters, three new characters you haven't met before. Let's set them up and then pay all three of them off like they're your best friends that you've known forever. Whereas, which, like, Avengers is like, hey, you know those people you've been hanging out with for the past decade? Um, here's some resolution for a lot of the things that they've been, you know, dealing with. Yeah, there's not a single new character introduced, I guess, in this movie other than, like, Tony's no. daughter. Yeah, yeah um, stuff like that. But, but like... Th- but th- th- nobody else. Th- th- or in Infinity War. It's it's almost risking like saying like any movie that just like starts introducing characters sets things up and pays them off, like in a comic book franchise it just feels with with so many characters it feels better to have some set up but like that's not like a prerequisite for like yeah movies but I think I think in a <laughs> like it can be movie, done well in in a team up movie where it's like you know here are five people that are super powerful and they team mm-hmm. up, I want to see all of those people or get to know them beforehand. And of course, like that isn't necessary. You can introduce them in the same movie, but like X-Men, you have to realize we'll like Ocean's Eleven, you hadn't met any of those characters beforehand, but mm-hmm. none of them have the same emotional payoff because yeah, you the closest is uh, George Clooney getting his, but it, it, well, yeah, but that's because the movie is about him. Yeah. It's about him. Yeah. 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 Um, it's good. I'm so excited to see where Marvel goes next, but I'm still so happy with what we got that part of me doesn't even want to think about where we go next, but I've got to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Thor's and Guardians 3, which I will have the record state, is something I said a long time ago. Yep. Um, uh, Spidey is going back to school, um, and we which got I've seen the- a lot of people complaining about that. And it's like, look... Every main character from Homecoming got snapped. Just accept that. <laughs> so, and people yeah. are like, "Well, then it wouldn't be half the population." No, it was. It just was the half that was the not half plot of relevant. The class that Fuck was, off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like lots of movies. You sort of like, like in Cloverfield, you focus mm-hmm. on the, the group of people that happened to be the ones that survived. In Homecoming, mm-hmm. we focused on the people that happened to be the ones that got snapped. <laughs> right. So it's like, yeah, just roll with it. Shut it's up. It's whatever. Um, it's fine. It doesn't, nothing matters. Uh, the Black Widow movie is seemingly a prequel. I don't know. I'm very excited for, I don't know if they're going to do anything at Comic-Con. I feel like I heard they weren't. But D23 um, is coming up. D23 That'll will be, be where we ones. hear a lot of new Marvel news. And I'm yeah. fucking excited. I'm real excited. I don't good, know what's happening. It's an interesting time to be a Marvel fan, a Star Wars fan, because well, both next year franchises we're a... are just in like these turning points, and yep. it's interesting. And they're both getting TV um, series, and and I and I feel like this really does feel like the end. It feels like a good end. Like this is the end of one part. We can move to another part, and it doesn't negate the end of one part. No, but this is the and end. like the second part could be is the end of this phase. Or yeah, far from home. Well, the yeah. end of the Sorry, phase, yeah. but this is the end of the Infinity Saga. Yeah. Right. So, um, whatever that means. But, like, next know. year we get Black Widow, and then we get a movie starring Angelina Jolie and Kumail Nanjani. So, like, wonderful. <laughs> like, Marvel, I'm truly uh, insane. Take me wherever you want to take me. Um, I wonder if this is going to be peak Marvel and it's all downhill from here, but I also think like we said it, that at Avengers seven years ago. <laughs> It and also said it at Civil War, and yeah. It would I don't be think we fine that if that War, happened. It, nothing would ever take away from this first 22 movies coming to this point and having this payout. This could be like, like 
this is a really great season of television in movie format. Like it looks like a full season, twenty-two episode season. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy how Feige has just like made movies into TV in a way. It's this long form narrative thing, monster of the week, but like overarching well, villain. It's crazy. Meanwhile, it's so TV has turned into movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I was watching. I've been watching through the the decades TV shows on Netflix. The scene in oh like seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands. Yeah, I'm um, on seventies. Uh, they are very good, and I encourage you to watch them. And even if like you just watch the music ones. Watch like music seventies, music eighties, music nineties, music two thousands. It's still interesting to see like the chronology of how things change over time. Um, I just watched the two thousands TV one, and it was talking about how like Seppin Wall's in that one a bunch, isn't he? I think so. Yeah, um, I mean he pops in all of them, but um, but uh, they were talking about how TV turned into movies because it had higher budgets and yeah. longer run times, and like they could deal with more difficult and in-depth stuff and i i cannot wait for the 2010s season well Um, yeah we're watching a movie tomorrow we're watching the game a game of thrones movie tomorrow because it's literally an hour and 25 minutes yeah man that's fun meanwhile i haven't seen a movie that's an hour and 25 minutes in theaters in a long time right this one's just gonna be action so like I'm gonna have a as good. You'll a time be able as to follow it. Yeah. I've been able to follow everything, but it's fine. no. I I know you keep saying that, and the thing is, you are following what's happening. Yeah. You do get what is yeah. happening, but they're just just like. But it's it's a like lot watching, of richness. Oh, no, that I, you if you don't watched have. Endgame without watching any of the other movies, you could follow it. Right. But and you, you could know what's going on. None but none of the, the payoffs the, would matter to you because you don't know these characters. Like they're your best friends that you've been hanging out with for collectively I, years. I think I've yeah. kept up with the like audience reaction to Game of Thrones more than you think I have but 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 anyways. that still isn't that still like, isn't I, I know what Brienne means to you guys and I know how important that nighting scene was yes even though I yeah, didn't but see you, all the scenes but you it's know fine. what it means I enjoyed you know the what it means to us but you don't it doesn't mean that to you which right is, yeah. which but, but I'm different. enjoying watching this and being yeah. like this yeah. is nice for everybody I'm not but there's, I'm not but there's you don't this. enjoy it I'm, I'm saying you don't enjoy it as much as you could <laughs> right yeah um, but like Podrick Podrick choosing to sing is a big thing and like a good oh, character interesting. moment what, yeah what that's the thing that? like yeah, because he's just kind of a doofus who hangs out with him, and him to be the one who sings is just... I mean, there, what are we there's just lots of... <laughs> what are we talking about? Huh? What are we getting into now? Well, but <laughs> also, like, let me point out one thing. The the scene where he's handing the onion soup to the little girl, that is a huge character moment that is not going to read because you haven't seen, like, how he dealt with the other girl. Um, can't remember her name. It was Stannis's daughter. It was funny because during that scene, my entire watch group was like, "All right, hold on. What's ha- is this his daughter? Who is this? What is happening?" Here? <laughs> oh my god. Um, and you were like, "No, it's because a girl taught him how to read, and he, that girl also taught Gilly how to read, so, and th- then he had to watch that girl get burned alive, and he's seeing a similar girl." So like, what? Yeah. What I hear from Mark is there's a chance I could have watched the whole series and. Be getting less out of this last season no out of no. being because, confused because of all the characters <laughs> regardless i still got more out of that scene than you did yeah but yeah. 
It just took me a second because there are a thousand characters and 200 episodes to be like, hold on, let me piece this together real quick. Which is why I have just, in my head, I've done the math and the numbers just make sense for me to just watch this season. No, I get that. I get that. Well, speaking of fantasy with um with a lot of magic and action scenes and good character development uh Kajun Tiger Hidden Dragon. Yeah, and also speaking of Chad potentially making me mad. Just kidding. Um <laughs> it's fine. It's just this, this you know. It's fine. Um not okay. great. Um have you guys ever seen this movie before? I never had. And for some reason okay, I got this movie going into this movie I got it mixed up with something else and you might make fun of me for this but there's some movie where Chuck Norris gets killed that has a similar title or something. I don't fucking know. I've never seen a Chuck Norris movie. I never have either, and <laughs> I thought I. I was about to watch a Chuck Norris movie when I turned this what on. I didn't know much about, about it. Okay, Truly, what are you doing? I'm going to Chuck Norris's filmography, and I'm going to figure this out. Let me see. Y'all converse among yourselves. Um, this is movie? nothing like a Chuck Norris movie. No, it's there not. Are and characters like, I, that... Characters that have conversations that are interesting. Yeah. <laughs> There's a... Uh, like Way of the artist. Dragon is the Chuck Norris movie. It's called The Way of the Dragon? Yeah. Okay. It's with Bruce Lee, so it like is a, like a martial arts It is arts a martial movie. arts movie, but it but it is yeah. martial arts and kind of a more... This is a very specific type of a martial arts movie. So, and I sent you guys the Wikipedia article. Um, it is Wuxian... Wuxia is the type of um, oh, that's, movie that it is. That's yeah. not something made up by this movie. It's well, no. Uh, that's why I sent you the Wikipedia article because so, it explains so the flying and everything you like sent that. Me a Wikipedia it's article? this style. Oh, okay. Yes, I sent it in the. Wuxia is like is just like Asian fantasy movies in terms of like Lord of the Rings and uh, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones are like Western fantasy movies where yes. like you know they're about kings and castles and yes like treks and stuff this is like eastern fantasy which is about like ninjas and um class it's about warriors (laughs) it's it's about people who don't serve masters potentially or it's about um legacies and but 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 this particular style is where the type of martial arts that is in this movie the wudang style Mm -hmm. specifically um and where the flying elements come from it's a very like stylistic thing it's like how we fucking have elves in every fantasy thing yeah flying is something that is i mean and like Tolkien was in the 40s. This movie was, like, based on a book from the 30s. So they're Mm -hmm. both, like, you know, early 20th century fantasy novels that really inspired a lot of fantasy of the genre. Um, Right, that are set in a way past, but it's not an accurate past. It's a a fantastical past, yeah. yeah. Um, So, Mark, you have seen this movie before. Yeah, I watched it, like, a year ago, less than a year ago, because I was still in this house. Um, I also did roughly around that same time, because um, a podcast that we listened to, Blank Check, they cover directors, and they covered Ang Lee. And so, Chad, this is a debate we've had before, right, about it is... It shouldn't be necessary to have seen every direct every movie of a director's thing to appreciate a movie. And yeah. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. However, seeing every Ang Lee movie 
really unlocks a lot of this movie. Mm-hmm. I, um, I wouldn't say seeing every Ang Lee movie, but I think it's helpful to know what Ang Lee's style is before going into this movie in the same way that it's helpful to know what a Marvel movie is like before going into a Marvel movie. You know what I mean? Right. And, and, and so it's not mm. necessary. It is not necessary at all. It just kind of like can enhance it, understanding a stylistic thing, right? You can watch okay. um, you can watch Django Unchained completely by itself, but you can have a deeper appreciation or understanding of it if you've seen every Tarantino movie. Does that make sense? I'm not saying like to enjoy the movie, you have to have seen everything. Yeah, you just but, get a I mean, deeper I can, understanding. I can like, pick up on like a, a style in the in the middle of a movie like it's it's not like i'm like you, you know what i mean like i i can i can sort of pick up on things that he's doing yeah. as i'm watching it but it's it's helpful it's not to like, not have to take half of the movie to realize what he's doing right because be able to every go into ang- it and be like okay this is going to be kind of talky but have good action and really good character development every angly movie is about people with repressed emotions and like that is something where you kind of mm-hmm. notice a pattern once you get to this movie. And so when they're having the conversation in the beginning, you're like, oh, they're talking about something, but they actually mean something else. Gotcha. And it's about repressed. See, and so like, when, that when kind of stuff the unlocks. At the beginning for, to me and like it, it gets it gets better throughout. I watched this movie in chunks just out of necessity of like my plans this week and having to see Avengers Endgame twice. Uh, mm. So I was watching it in, in bits and pieces, uh, just three three chunks. And the first chunk mm-hmm. was like the first 20 minutes. And the first 20 minutes was dialogue that felt pretty stale to me because it was people who are repressing their emotions because they're warriors. Uh, I was reminded a lot of um, the Star Wars prequels in this movie because like he, I think Lucas was going for this kind of a thing. Okay, like, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, Lucas was trying yes, to make like Lucas a was samurai trying warrior to do this. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. movie. He was trying to make, you know, like masters and apprentices and mm-hmm, repressing mm-hmm. your emotions to achieve like the full power of the force versus the full power of, uh, uh, what is it? Wu. The, w- w- the Wu-Dang style. Wu-Dang yeah. style. Yeah. Um, so, and immediately my reaction to that was like, oh boy, they're going to be fun to watch these people that are just like stale and emotionless. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it got better with the more they decided to shed that throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but yeah, the, I, I texted you after the first little bit and I was like, woof. <laughs> yeah. Well, no and, and you were like, I don't want a conversation that's about like just a sword that I don't care about. And I was like. Ah, okay. Well, that first conversation is not just about the sword. Like, so, but I, I understand. Um, it also is in a foreign language to our own language. Right. And so reading the thing, um, sometimes it is harder. It's um, so hard. To pick up on what emotions are. Yeah. I have gotten a lot better at it um, through just watching a bunch of foreign stuff that it, I, I can, and I've seen Michelle Yeoh and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've seen Chow Yun-Fat and stuff. So I'm able to kind of recognize them I mean, and pick up on well, what they're what, doing. What's a bit hard more. as well is that the characters, most of the actors don't speak the language that they're speaking. They're speaking Mandarin in this movie. And yes, only, I think only one of the actors spoke Mandarin. And Chow it wasn't Yun-Fat one of the main actors. Yeah. Chow Yun-Fat said that on his first day, he had to do 28 takes of one scene because uh, he just didn't speak the language. He didn't, didn't know how to say the words. Yeah. Um, so um, it was hard for the actors to, you know, emote correctly because they were struggling with the language. 
and then it's hard for us to really get the subtlety of the language because it's it's a completely different language. It's not like Spanish where like the structure is the same and you kind of It's a Latin language, yeah. With, you know, with Spanish too, I know enough of it where I can like even pick up on certain inflections and yeah. Yeah. But inflections are so different in in an eastern language that it's hard to in, you know follow along with emotions. Inflection and tone changes the definition of the word, not yeah, I mean, not just it, the emotion behind it in, exactly. in Mandarin Chinese. So um yeah. So, so it's it's really ha- difficult to pick up on subtleties of performance, which I think you know I I know this may sound sacrilegious, but uh, probably with 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 movies like this, I would one thousand percent rather watch it with a dub than with subtitles. Oh no, that's fine. I watch plenty of anime stuff with a dub. It it is slightly sacrilegious, but people yeah, people get mad about that take because like you you have to be getting the audio visual that the director intended, blah blah blah, yeah. whatever. But it's like I don't know. I'd rather just hear the dialogue and be able to watch the faces instead of reading the whole time. I'm kind of now, on the same page here, but it, it is nice to know that Ang Lee like did himself edit the the subtitles, so it's not like right. Netflix is like mm. kind of guessing yes. at, at what yes. they want the emotion to be. The Angley right. cool. did the subtitles himself. Uh, so it's you a know, French at least dub is available. A French dub is available on Netflix. <laughs> I but think that there is an English, English dub. dub available somewhere. Not on but I don't. I wouldn't want an English dub though of this one. I don't know. Um, have, have you seen any would. other Angley movies? Um, is my other question. Hulk years ago. Um, let me. But uh, but I would probably stand by. You saw that as a kid. I did, which yeah. is not good to watch that movie at all. No, seeing no, as it's no. about trauma and uh, have you seen abuse. Um, Brokeback Mountain? I haven't seen Brokeback Mountain. I didn't realize that was okay. Ang Lee. Yeah, yeah, it's another one about amazing. guys with repressed emotions. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, Let's see. I didn't see Life of Pi. I wanted to see Life of Pi. <laughs> Okay. Also, um, that whole movie is repressing emotions to yep. an extent that you don't realize until literally the last scene. Correct. No, I'm looking um, at his filmography right now. As an adult man, I have not seen a single Ang Lee movie, which is something I yep. didn't really I, realize about myself. I I really love. Um, you like Ride with the Devil a lot. Which I love I Ride with the Devil. I love Ice Storm. Ice Storm. Cody likes okay. Ice Storm a lot. I uh, think it's fine. Quick side note: um, I, I'm I'm on the IMDb page with the filmography, and the ad on the side says the most anticipated movies of 2020, and there's an image from Avatar 2, and I just don't think that that's true. That that's the most anticipated movie of next year. Dude, I'm kind of actually hyped for You're it. Hyped I'm for not gonna Avatar lie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. I, I'm just I'm, I mean, I'm so curious. But like, remember how we Titanic is the best movie of our lifetime so far. <laughs> like, it's like, all right, Jimmy, we'll see what's up. Um, oh, well, definitely okay. see what's up. But I'm not so trained. when I when I texted you and was like, I think you're gonna hate Gemini Man. That is based on having seen the rest of his movies, and they I mean, are the, all the action like in this. the trailer looks cool. I didn't. So there's some action in this movie in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon that I love. That's done. Just it's undeniable, like really, yeah. really well choreographed action, and then there's mm-hmm. some that just looks silly to me. Um, I'm curious to hear which is which. Yeah, because to me, it all like works together. So I'm I not even necessarily talking about like the flying, but mm-hmm. when the two when um I'm so bad with these names, uh, Limu Bai and uh, Jen are fighting in the trees. Uh, 
That is one of mm-hmm. the silliest, slowly paced, I, strange, I, I like, odd, bad action sequences I've ever seen. And I, I don't completely, like it. I completely agree that it is um, strange and odd. But I also uh-huh. love the fact that like both of them. Wait, is he fighting the Jade, the Jade Fox at that point, or is he? Fighting? No, he's no, no, he's no, fighting Jin. It's, it's the okay. scene. We'll yeah. get so, to it, but yeah. So at that point, they have spoilers in case you haven't watched this movie and are waiting for us to go through the plot. I guess um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they <laughs> at that point they have both like approached enlightenment to a point that they hadn't yet. So now they're like in a forest where it's serene, and like mm-hmm. they're truly like weightless, and like. I don't know. They're 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 like they're both at the peak of their abilities, and not only their fighting abilities, but also like their agility abilities. Yeah, but it it just yep. it just looks almost like they're just dangling from strings as they're like running. Which they are. The... That's the point. Yeah, but what? like the, the... it's wire. It's wire work. Uh, that well, that's all purposeful. In, it's well, purposeful in, in, for in... it to break the illusion of their floating yes. on trees it's purposeful for them to yes. for you to be yes. aware that you're watching a movie that's a purposeful yes. decision that's uh, a yes. bad decision. I, I don't know if it's intentional that you're supposed to like be able to see the wires but i think yeah. it, but you don't like see the take. wires it just is like they're supposed to be floating not floating on wires but like yeah. floating in air because they have like they're such powerful i just i just don't know how that can be a complaint but then like everything's cool in the matrix like because it's the same shit well, well the, no, matrix, the matrix you, they're in a computer system. the matrix i, I understand you're what in a computer and you have this protagonist who's like unfamiliar with the world who gets everything explained to him and is like this is why things are this way uh and in this movie it's a little it's not a fault of the movie necessarily but like the thing that was so jarring going into the first action sequence was i didn't have like the one protagonist character to be like this is cheesy and bad version of it, but to be like, whoa, they're running on the walls. That's ridiculous. How the fuck are they doing that? Right, but but that's also because it's not really a movie made for you, like, as part of it. This is is a style that, if you're in China, that you have seen before, and you're just like, yeah. Sure. This movie is made for Western audiences. It's backed by, like, Sony and American Studios. So it's not like this is, like, you know, you're not supposed to be watching this movie without context. What's interesting, though, is that this movie is an adaptation of a book, but the book is the fourth in a series. Yes. So so it's it's like... It's yeah. it feels to to some extent like you're hopping in this world where all of these things are, have been set up. You just didn't mm-hmm. watch the setup, and you're just you're just like, okay, well, I it, guess they can fly, like and that's part. But of but that. but I don't think the first three books explain them flying either. It's well, just like an accepted thing of the world. I imagine that they don't like explain like to fly. You have to think these magic thoughts, but it is like they right. might. In the I first imagine. Book, the, one of the first three books is probably someone's like training in that style and probably learning to soar through the air at some point. And like watching, even watching like one of these noble warriors as a kid training for like one scene or something would would have just helped me. It wouldn't have like necessarily helped I... the movie, but it would have helped me to accept when the first fight scene happens and it's just like not what I was expecting at all. Um, I just don't need that. I can ju- like just. I mean, uh, sometimes you just have to meet a movie on its own terms. Yeah, like about halfway and, through the movie, I did, but I was just very jarred and like off put by the movie before. Yeah, I got to and that I, point. 
I was the same way the first time I watched it when it was like, you know, suddenly they're like chasing across the roofs of this of this town, but they're not really running. They're like taking a step every like three or four houses. Yeah, because yeah. they're doing the... But um, yeah, at, at that point, you're kind of like, okay, they can fly slash float. That's just part of it. And you really do have to kind of meet it on its terms, and it does take a while to accept that. That's just interesting. That That's never... When I first watched this movie and was kind of colder on it the first time, I have never had an issue with the action in this movie. I but why were, I you, get, why were you colder on it the first time? Because I was 15 and they were talking too much and it was a foreign language movie. Like, it truly was my big issue with it is I didn't have the attention span to kind of, like, pay attention to it. I always thought the action was cool, though. I But most action movies, even if they do crazy shit, I just roll with it and I'm like, okay, that's just the rules of this universe. I just personally never have an issue with that kind of stuff. Yeah, I will say that it is weird for it to go from like a talky action movie about a sword to like they don't even mention that. Well, I guess they do mention that there is magic in a in a book that was stolen, but mm-hmm. they're never like, oh, these people have stolen the book. No, they can fly. Um, right. I don't know. It, it is it is definitely a surprise to see the way that they're fighting. Yeah, um, and but I was, it's super cool. I was, and by the by, the second time they do it, you're like, oh yeah, this is a thing that they can do because they already. Yeah, did that's it. that's essentially what it was for me. Like the big like fight set piece where you get the first death, I was like accepting like okay, they can sort of float and they can do the thing. But that first one, which took place, it was the chase through the the streets, which took place after a dialogue scene that didn't win me over. I was just sort of like, man, I don't think this movie's gonna be for me. And it ended up being better than I thought it was going to be, but it, yeah, it's but still, still like not for you, seemingly no, based no. on like your letterboxed. It's one of your lowest rated best picture movies. Yeah, but it, we'll get it's, to it. It's, it's it's less for me. I'm yeah for a movie to like really sell me. It's got to really sell me on the character. And then this movie, it, more interesting things started happening with character later. But it was stuff I feel like I've seen a million times and. It was in the midst of a movie that's more martial arts driven, um, which just isn't going to be my favorite movie. But it was it was it was well and good, and like it's it's a good movie, but not for me. Those star ratings are like the how much it's for me <laughs> is roughly how I do it. No, I guess let's that. get in. Let's I, get I, into the plot. I will say that the on repeat viewing this movie makes more and more sense just because you know the style you're getting into more and like because the first the first time you watch this movie the first 30 minutes are like okay there's a lot of talking in this movie and then it's like okay there's magic fighting so but Mm -hmm. the second time you watch this movie you're like you go into it and you're like okay i can actually follow the dialogue because i'm not getting used to the Mm -hmm. fact that there is a lot of dialogue Mm -hmm. okay so the plot lee mu lee mu Bai decides that he wants to retire, so he travels to give up his sword, the Green Destiny, to Yushu Lin. Um, Lu, Li Mu Bai is played by Chao Yun Fat, and Yushu Lin is played by Michelle Yeoh. Um, apologies if I butcher any of these names. I'm doing my best. Um, so Li Mu Bai and Yushu Lin have feelings for each other, but due to their loyalty to Yushu Lin's former fiance and Li Mu Bai's best friend, they have not acted on it, even though he has died a long time ago. Um, Mu Bai wants Shu Lin to take the sword to their benefactor, Sir T. Sir Tay. Sir Tay. It's Tay. Certe. Long ago, Mubai's master was murdered by the Jade Fox, a woman who sought to learn the Wudang skills, but they refused to train her. 
So that's kind of like our setup. Uh, Shulin's going to take the sword to Surte. Um, while at Surte's, Shulin makes the acquaintance the acquaintance of Jin. I can't even pronounce uh, American like words, words, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, who is the daughter of Governor Yu and is about to be married. A masked thief sneaks into Surte's compound and steals the Green Destiny. Surte's servant Master Bo and Shu Lin track the thief to Governor Yu's compound. Jade Fox is there, having served as Jin's governess for many years. All this stuff rules to me. Um, this is like kind of the first fight sequence when you have the masked thief and they're chasing after um there's a lot of like so when i was like looking into like the particular style right of um workshop now I can, yes um they talked about there's there there's lots of like sub sub genres within it and it's like high romance high action, mystery, that sort of thing. So what Ang Lee did is kind of pull all of them into this movie. Mm-hmm. So you have the mystery element, you have the romance element, and you have more romance element the further we go into it. I feel like the and then you have the mystery elements pretty much resolved pretty quickly. Mm, like the, it's like resolved the who in, the masked person is kind of stuff. It's resolved it, in the first act, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but it, but it's still kind of a. I mean, that's why they're mm-hmm. following her and yeah. what they're trying to figure out. It, it's a while before you know who it is. Um, yeah, because you don't really know who Jen is fully mm-hmm. until the reveal is done. Right. Um, but that's also why you have the detective character and his daughter and stuff like that as kind of um, paying homage to those uh, right. the mystery trope. Um, so Mubai arrives and discuss, discusses the theft with Shu Lin. Um, so then Master Bo teams up with the local police inspector and his daughter. They catch up to Fox, who challenges them and almost beats them. But Mubai arrives and helps. The police inspector dies in the ensuing battle. Um, the thief appears to help Jade Fox and is revealed to be Jin. Jade Fox realizes as she watches Jin fight that Jin has been studying Wudong on her own and has surpassed Jade Fox in her abilities. Um, which does not make Jade Fox that happy. So I really like this fight scene. This fight scene was better because than the like chasing through the city streets and a little bit of fighting scene. Just because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm more acquainted with the world, but it's still at times it was like awesome, and then at other times it was just like it felt. I don't know, like I, I don't want to use silly because that feels like it's like being dismissive of it. But like, I mean, yes. there's like one scene, there's one part of this fight where like one of the guys, I forgot who it was, was like tied to something, and he like starts charging, and then he gets caught by the rope and just falls back. It's like yeah, feels he's like, like a street performer. Laps. Yeah. Is it, it played for laughs? Kind of is, yeah, and it it, it is a little bit out of place. Um, but I think that what's great about the the martial arts in this is that like there are there is storytelling in the action in terms of like um, you know characters who are tied up and you know people fighting off ambushes and like I think that the the action choreography in this is just amazing because mm-hmm. not only is it really cool moves that they're doing and it's really fast, but like you can really follow. Um, like people being surprised by how good someone is, and yeah, like the the there's an well, and Jade Fox's reaction is... to like Jen being uh like way better than her. Yeah, you, like you get that. And also, that like with with Jen, especially in her first fight, it's clear that she is very talented, but has not learned a lot of the details of the fighting style. 
Right. Or hasn't really had anybody that she's had to fight. Yeah. That's part so of it, it too. So it's clear that like everyone is like, oh, she's really good at this, but doesn't really know what she's doing. And that right. you can see that in her fighting style as well. Um, so later, a desert bandit named Lowe sneaks into Jen's room. A flashback reveals that after the bandits came upon her people in the woods and some light kidnapping, Jen and Lowe fall in love, uh, which is why Jen didn't want to get married to her arranged marriage. Lowe tells her a story of a man who jumped off a cliff to make his wishes come true. Um, because he was pure of heart, he did not die. Lowe doesn't want to go through with the wedding, but Jen refuses to go with him. Lowe later interrupts her wedding procession to beg her to go with him. Shulin and Mubai convince Lowe to wait for Jen on the mountain, where he will be safe from Jen's angry family. Jen leaves her new husband before the marriage is consummated. She disguises herself as a man and deletes, deletes, defeats a bunch of dudes at an inn. Those, those uh, dudes do get deleted. They get freaking canceled. <laughs> yeah. I love that fight scene. Um, that fight scene is amazing because she just wrecks shit against like 40 dudes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I liked when it was like gross. all over and then just like the building started sort of collapsing on itself. Yeah. <laughs> and then it cuts to um, Michelle Yeoh and uh, Chung and Fat like in mm. the wrecked restaurant like being yeah. like they're like and then she kicked our ass. And like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that scene kind of <laughs> ruled when they were like, yeah. the building is just I've in never shambles and they're still so... at a table. <laughs> the one dude was like I've never seen someone so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> just like they're like we just we just one. asked for a lesson and then she beat our ass and they're yeah. like uh-huh yeah that's what uh-huh. happened um, um that the- cut scene and the that flashback in the to you know the the yo, is it yo or co low stuff um yeah. is so long it's like a it's full, so long it's 20 minutes it's like an episode of a sitcom mm-hmm. of yeah. flashback and like it is such a good flashback too I so, hated it when I first watched it because I was like, what the fuck? I want to go is, back to the swords and stuff. It's but, definitely jarring. I was, But I super like it now. I was okay with it because it was like a break from people talking about how suppressed their emotions are and how noble they are and how in tune with this Wu-Dang style they are. It felt like it was more about people being people. And so this was mm-hmm. the first scene where I was like, where I was connecting with someone on some emotional level was the fl- flashback sequence. And I, so I liked it. Um, and then later you connect with Shulin and Mubai as they break down, as their, they break down on, their barriers. On, yeah. And, yeah. But, um, but yeah, this was like the first scene where I was like, okay, I feel like I can understand where a character is coming from. And like, I can see why she doesn't want to get married and this is good. But uh, I wasn't totally won over by like, I didn't totally buy the, kidnap into the romance uh transition but i was fine with it like I didn't yeah have a problem with it's it. it's always tricky when those are in movies right because it is kind of a dangerous trope but it yeah. is also a very fanfic well, trope it's a, it, it's mm-hmm. it's something that definitely like happens a lot in literature and i think this yeah. one does better than others that i've seen but it uh, that scenario was always a bit What's, iffy for me. What's interesting is that it's not really a kidnapping. It's like he stole something. And oh, then he, right. He, right. She follows him. And yeah. he he's like, go home. And she's like, mm-hmm. no, give me the comb. And then she like passes out. So and he, he protects like, her from the other bandits. Yeah, yeah that's true. So the, like the light does... kidnapping comes in when she attacks him and runs away. And then he mm-hmm. she wakes up tied up. And well, he, because right, but she, she's keeping her alive. 
And then, yeah. yeah. So he's yeah. he's keeping her alive, but she is tied up in a cave. Yeah. Unable to escape. So, so it yeah. is kidnapping, but it, I mean, it's, it's not like he stole her. Uh, but right. as much as it is, like, he is not letting her go because she kind of has to recover and yeah, I, th- I think the way, way home. I think the way Cody put it was the best way he could. It's it's light kidnapping. <laughs> light kidnapping. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, so um, Jin visits Shu Lin, who tells her that um, Lo is waiting for her in the mountains. Uh, the conversation gets heated, so they fight. Because Jin wields the green destiny, she can cut through any weapon that Shu Lin uses. Shu Lin still bests her, but Jin cheats and doesn't submit and slashes at Shu Lin. Mubai chases Jin through the forest. Okay, stop right, asked, stop right there. Because what just okay. happened was the best part of the movie for me. It is the best fight scene yeah. easily. Jin versus Shu Lin. Um, fucking rules. It's incredible. Shulin uses every weapon known to man. Yeah. Yes. I was a like boss ass bitch at every one of them. Like yes. edge of my seat. You were just seeing like this, these two very skilled fighters fighting and one just happens to have like the most useful weapon in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, but the other one just like grabs any weapon mm-hmm. from the side and like is equally good. Yeah, with that weapon, and then Shu Lin bests Jin and has half a sword up to her neck. Yeah, yeah, and is like, "Drop the sword, you've lost." But then Jin is just like a, a little sore loser and freaking yes. lashes, which out. flies away. Yeah, which definitely like comes back again later. But yeah, yeah th- this is the scene where I'm like, angrily make Star Wars challenge please <laughs> because the the fight the, choreography of like of like do it like pre prequels where you have like jedi knights at the top of their game being like yeah. as repressed emotion as possible mm-hmm. and as skilled with the lightsaber as possible well because Angley like so the, that the prequels aren't great right but some of those fight scenes and sword choreography mm-hmm. are amazing the sequel trilogy i love yeah, there, there's not a lot of awesome lightsaber it's, fights in that one. It's like, back to the basics of like fully emotive and emotion driven mm-hmm. fight sequences, like the original trilogy had. Because the original trilogy, yeah. like Obi Wan versus Darth Vader, is a drag to watch, fight. but it's yeah. but it's driven by like emotion. Um, but to be fair, like Luke versus Darth Vader and uh, uh, Empire, Empire Strikes Back. Is, is, is emotionally driven and like a lot better. A lot yeah. better than the, the Obi sword fighting as much as like he's jumping around. Right. Right. And then um, Return of the Jedi is just like all emotion, just raw. Yeah. It's great. Uh, and I think the sequel trilogy has done almost a balance of like it's not quite as like raw as we got in Jedi with the emotion driven stuff, except maybe the end of The Force Awakens. But it's also not quite as choreographed and like. Mm-mm, no, that's a very like pre- raw fight. The the one yeah. the last Jedi fight in the throne room is the closest it gets, but that still is just mm-hmm. I want it even more. Like yeah. I love, I love sword fight scenes. Like pi- one of the reasons I love Pirates of the Caribbean so much is because their sword fight scenes are Dude, fucking Pir- incredible. Pirates of the Caribbean fights- too. Uh, when, what's his name in the swords in, in like the blacksmith yes when place? jack and will fight in the that, blacksmith oh, shop that, is one of the best oh, scenes that rules in cinema. uh pirates of the caribbean 2 when they get in the wheel the wheel <laughs> mm-hmm. freaking rules. cool when they're in the cage that's swinging that back so and much. forth so cool look yeah pirates pump that into my veins gore pirates movies rule um 
So yeah, th- this scene very good. Um, so um, so then Mumbai chases Jin through the forest. Stop right there. He worst scene of the movie. <laughs> if you say so, I think it's fine. Um, but it, because it leads to this part, so he asks her to take him as her teacher, and she says. Uh, she will accept if he can get the green destiny from her in three moves. He does it in one, yeah. and then she's like, fuck off. And so he throws the sword down into a waterfall, and she dives in after it. Yeah, that part's um, fine, but all the build-up to it, the silly like climbing through the branches and like the weird swinging back and forth pacing of it all, it was. It just looked silly to watch. It was just weird. I don't know. I think it. I, mean, I don't know. I, I, I didn't think get so. Get where you're coming from, and that it looks silly because I've seen things that like reference this before, and uh-huh. those looks kind of silly because it's like, why are these people in trees? But in this one, it's like, well, they can run on rooftops, so they can also run on trees, but also like, it just feels very zen because they're yeah. in this bamboo forest, mm-hmm. and they finally gotten to a point where they can kind of express emotions a little bit more and actually address the issues. So they're like, they're finally reaching some emotional zen as well as like the the trees and the balance and the nature around them kind of expresses that same like you know emotionality has finally like blossomed right because mubai is finally at the point where he's like okay i won't retire i will teach you you are so skilled that you've impressed me into becoming like going back into this when i was ready to give it up mm-hmm. And so it's it's just like a quiet, calm moment before yeah, that. After the f- the crazy fight scene, we have a calm where you're kind of like able to have that. It, I don't but know. it's it's not calm because they're also like swinging at each other and trying to kill each other. I don't know. It's 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 a it's a bizarre scene that my brain definitely rejected. Uh, I don't know. It just it was. I think part of it was that it was just right off the heels of like the best action sequence in the movie, that this one just felt yeah. so much less than. It definitely goes from like a very strong like weapon based fight scene mm-hmm. to a v- much more like running and agility based fight scene. Like yeah, it, like it goes from like a sword fight to a chase scene kind of. And in that chase scene, they're still fighting, but it's not like they're like standing there swinging at each other as much as they're like. Mm-hmm. trying to maintain their balance in their flight and that right. kind of stuff. I don't think any of that's on accident. I think it's all uh, very purposely paced. Yeah. Um. So Jin is rescued by Jade Fox, who then puts her into a drug sleep. Shulin and Mubai discover her in a cavern. Uh, Fox reappears and attacks them. Shulin repels all the darts and mortally wounds Fox, avenging his master. Uh, he then he then realizes he has been hit with one of the darts. Fox dies after confessing her goal was to kill Jin as revenge for Jin learning the Wudang's secrets and not sharing them with her. Um, so he chops out a lot of darts. It's cool. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it when anytime anybody like box a dart or like yeah. s- sometimes people will just like catch one that comes from behind them. I'm like, you can't yeah. yeah. see that. There's a it's lot dope. of like someone uses chopsticks to catch a poison or not a poison mm-hmm. dart. It was like a dart with a message on it earlier in the movie. Yes. But yeah. It uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. Their reflexes. It's insane. Yeah. Um, so Jin leaves to try to get an antidote for Mubai. He dies and finally confesses his love to Shu Lin, and Jin is too late to save him. Yeah, it was the a next touching morning, scene. It was, it was it was nice. Yes. Yeah. They finally are unrepressed. Um, so the next morning, Lo finds 
Jen looking out over the water. In an echo to the story he told her, she asked him to make a wish. He wishes for them to be together again in the desert. She then jumps off the bridge. Cut to black, directed by Angley. Uh, I think you should note that she's floating slash soaring and not falling to her death when she jumps off the cliff. Yeah, she's she's really breaking free, soaring, flying. Soaring. Like there's There's not not a star star in heaven heaven that she can't reach. I want to correct. Reach. She she is meant to be falling down though. Like I don't. It's It's, meant to be a bit ambiguous about whether or not she survives. She certainly could, but it is just like she. I don't know. This is well. This so, is a so hard ending for me to unpack. I like it, but the, I don't. The quite. first story about that, the that jump is like the guy doesn't die, but he doesn't come back because he kind of just floats into heaven because he was pure of heart. Right. And that is what seems to happen here. She yeah. she's falling and she isn't like landing because she's safe, but she is kind of like soaring and, um. I hate to say breaking free, but she genuinely is uh, like reaching enlightenment. Right. She she well, she's trying to also prove to herself that she's pure of heart after basically causing the death of all of these people, um, and she's trying to like kind of realize is has she done the right thing? I think is part of why she jumps off, and she and she knows that like her and Lo can't actually be together. Right, because of the families will pursue him and stuff like that, and like they had their moment, like it's over. So, um, so their way to be together is like in the afterlife, and uh, you know, you assume that she gets her wish because that's right. how the the mountain works. Or, um, yeah, if they're together, it's in their memories together. Yeah, you know. Um. So anyway, it's a kind of wild ending, but um, yeah. um to a to a degree, it feels like oh fuck it's over all right um but i think i like it i think i like the ending so question for you guys Mm -hmm. who've seen Mm -hmm. the movie a couple of times and have been able to like process it a little bit more than me um who would you say and not that every movie has to have just one but who, who would you say is the protagonist of this movie jen Jin just Jin is the main protagonist, and then Shu Lin is the secondary uh, protagonist. Because uh, like, I will say that there are three. I mean, well, three I would characters. When, when I, I think they kind there's of there's share three. the protagonist role. To when I extent. started, I thought for sure Shu Lin was the protagonist, but then the flashback sequence kind of threw that totally off for me. And then the ending is very Jin centered, but then the beginning is very Shu Lin. Shu Lin. Well, uh, it's also about Shulin and Mubai passing things on to yeah. the next generation. It, it's it's a story that's really largely about like uh, mentors and mentees and like students and teachers. Yeah, where like so the the teacher gets discouraged because no one wants to learn his shit anymore, and then the he finally finds someone who wants to learn it, and also like she betrayed her teacher by not mm-hmm. you know teaching her teacher what she what she had learned. Um, I'll tell you what it kind of feels like, and I keep bringing it back to Star Wars because that's just something I know, but it feels kind of like the sequel trilogy in that the people like Shu Lin and uh, Lin Mumbai have like this history and they had their own adventures, but their their warrior days are over now, like Luke, Leia, and Han Solo, mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. Jin is sort of the ray of... Whatever. Gen- That's exactly yeah. it. Because here's the thing. Star Wars 
as a whole entity mm-hmm. would not exist without this genre. Right. Like it, it's a combination um, of like the action serials and like samurai slash kung absolutely fu yeah. movies. Lucas is very inspired by this type of genre and a lot of Star Wars. Uh, so like your comparison is fair because yeah. Star Wars is this. Yeah, yeah. This it, is where it comes from. I mean, from. Obi-Wan Kenobi is like the wise old sage in Anobi, Yes. In, you know. And the Force is like Wu-Dang where yeah, you know, absolutely. you're good at yeah. sword fighting and also you can kind of float and have good agility. Yeah. Right. So Uh-oh. the difference being, and this is just like it. It's not to say Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is bad and Star Wars is good. I'm not saying that, but what makes Star Wars work for me, and this one not so much work for me, is having a character like Luke Skywalker, who is thrust into the world and is sort of explained things, and you're discovering it through his eyes, acts as my gateway into the world. Whereas this one, I'm just sort of like thrown into it, and it's jarring at first. And um, yeah, yeah there, there's a lot of catching up to do when you're watching this movie because it's, it's a genre yeah. you're not used to. And yep. it's like you're really thrown into the middle of the plot where it's like the first scene is like, well, we've known each other a long time and it's time for mm-hmm. me to quit. And you're like, wait, hold on. How do you yep. know each other? What yep. are you quitting? Um, but all of that is really explained in the back half of the movie, I feel like. Yeah. And that's why the yeah. back half of the movie, w- watching it in chunks might have been a bad thing. It, to me, I think it helped because of like my attention span was pretty low with this movie because of all the, frankly, because of all the subtitles. I'm, I don't read enough. Um, but, uh, but at the same time, it might have been to the deficit because like I was like annoyed after the first 30 minutes where like I didn't really get what the movie was doing and then i revisit it and i'm like oh this is what it's doing a bit and Mm -hmm. then unfortunately the last 20 minutes too when i came back to finish it i didn't really love the finale all all my favorite parts of the movie were 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 gone were past i think it's it's the movie definitely has some momentum to it where it's like mm -hmm. you know you watch the really awesome fight scenes and then it transitions from that to the emotional ending. Yeah. And if you kind of cut it off after the fight scene, you just watch the emotional ending by itself. And I mean, and the emotional it, ending did work for me. Like the the death and the the profession of love. Um, it was really good. That was like I think one of the best. And like, it, it might be that all the dialogue is really good, but the translation is iffy. Uh, but that was the best written dialogue of the whole movie. I think was when he was saying he had one last breath. And uh, she was saying, like, don't waste it with essentially like keep repressing your everything. Just like just meditate, just focus on surviving. And he said, like, I've wasted my entire life. Like, I don't want to waste my last breath, too, basically. And like he said, he wanted to use that last breath to finally break down that barrier. And that moment was incredible. It was really well written dialogue, really emotional resonating. But. I also love I the scene where they're in that one building that is like seemingly like two walls and a window. Um, mm-hmm. And they're just like talking and he's like, when I'm with you, I just feel peace. And then it just like is a shot of them sitting there feeling yes. peace. And you're Very like, good. I also feel peace. It's yep. really great. Yeah. Um, the title of this movie, because it's never addressed, is a it's a translation of an idiom, which kind of means like uh, a place that has a lot of hidden masters in it. Um, okay. So, so like the the princess being a a master is kind of is kind of that, but also like, um, 
it, apparently um two of the characters names mean uh tiger so like low his um his last name in the dubbed version sounds like tiger and uh jin her last name in the dubbed version sounds like uh uh dragon or am i that backwards hmm. um yeah but that is where the name comes from i was low-key kind of waiting for a dragon to come out no, well, it was hidden. If you look, if you look really closely, it's hidden in every scene. Oh, yep. um, it's like a hidden Mickey kind of thing, but it's, it's yeah, a hidden dragon. But it's a hidden dragon. Um, yeah. uh, I also, up until probably the point where I had thirty minutes left in the movie, that was when I realized like Chuck Norris is not showing up in this movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Because <laughs> like I thought this was the movie where Chuck Norris got killed, but that but I heard people thing, talk about before. The thing is. <laughs> You know me. Why did you ever think I a Chuck Norris would have been one that I would have picked? Well, I mean, clearly this wasn't a Chuck Norris movie. Uh, uh-huh. But, like, if Chuck Norris just was a character that showed up as, like, a, as like a final boss kind of a guy, I don't know. It would have been dumb in this movie. It would have been fucking terrible. Yeah. But I just I for whatever reason I thought this was the movie the martial arts movie with Chuck Norris in it, which a lot of people like. Haven't Maybe. seen it. I'm I just I have no time for a Chuck Norris. Yeah, movie I've never seen a single one. Uh, he was in one of those Expendables too. movies, right? I didn't see that. Oh I shit! No I may have seen one. Um, I've, I've seen, seen some some Walker Texas Ranger. Does that yeah. count? Yeah. yeah. No, it does. It's like Texas NCIS, basically. All right. So I really like this movie. I think it's good. Um, Chad, yeah. watch, watch some Ang Lee movies. Um, yeah. You're going to fucking hate Gemini Man. I don't I know why you think tough. I'm going to hate it. It looks fun. Oh, it looks, the I things that were like off-putting to me about this movie looks like it doesn't exist in that movie at all. Nope. You're, no, it's well, in there. Yeah. So, but that, that's where me and what Mark having seen about? all the Ang Lee movies. Well, did you hear what like, I was complaining about in this movie? <laughs> Yes, I did. There isn't going to be any wall running or people hanging from wires, if that's your complaint. There will be yeah. a lot of talky dialogue. That's very, It is I mean, going to be completely repressed emotions for probably yeah, all clear, of that movie. Clearly, but like you can tell in the trailer that Will Smith is like breaking through the cracks and like starting to question. Like I don't know, it's it's fine. It looks like a totally different movie and one that I'd be into. Mm, I don't he know. Does I think they're going to be closer than you think. Movies that are totally different from each other. Um, yeah, this, this doesn't watch look... Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback Mountain is amazing. Yeah, and but no if you hate Brokeback Mountain, I don't know. <laughs> like I just, be I feel like you didn't listen to any of my complaints because it doesn't look like Gemini Man has anything that I. What are your complaints movie? then? Because the complaints that I listen to are things that are in Gemini Man. If your complaints are it's foreign language, then I guess that's not what's in. Like that's not Gemini Man. No, but, but like you, you were like they are talking about things I don't care about in the beginning, and I can't connect to any characters. Yeah, ge- that the will plot be Gemini of, Man. The plot of Gemini Man looks more like things I'll be interested in. Like the, it'll be about like uh, ethics of like gene tampering it'll be about like um someone questioning like what they like were born to do which is like kill basically this guy i don't know it looks it looks i'm interested by the trailer it looks like things i'm interested in it looks like action that's not jarringly different from what i'm used to 
I don't mm. think you will hate Gemini Man. And yeah, if I you think do, I'll, it's think for I'll different think it's reasons fine. than you hate uh, Crouching. Or you don't hate this movie, but it, it'd be for different reasons than you don't like this movie. I think that uh, Gemini Man could um, be bad, but yeah, it could be bad. Who knows? It'll be interesting. I think. I just don't see it being much different than this. Um, in kind of an overall thing, if you want to get in the specifics of, I mean, it's not- this movie's more Eastern inspired than I guess, but like that's yeah. kind of going to be the only difference. Um, well, and I, I don't think that's a significant enough difference. I think that it is a significant difference it's because it's not. Difference. When we go into it, we want to have to get used to the fact that this is a martial arts movie and it's based in a culture that we're not familiar with. I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that it being a culture we're not familiar in is, should make a movie worse. I don't and, know. And it doesn't, but it makes it harder to it connect, get used to. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I said, you spend the first 30 minutes of this movie figuring out what the rules of this world are. Yeah. That was a really difficult obstacle to overcome for me watching this movie. So we need to vote. Um, yeah. I like Aaron the, much more. <laughs> Yeah, no shit. Mark, what's your (laughs) vote? I was getting that out of the way because I feel like it's obvious. I like this movie a lot, but I think that it is paced incredibly slowly, and that's very intentional. But it's definitely harder for me to watch this movie. Like, if I'm like, let's, like, settle down and watch a movie. Um, Like, this week, I, like, was like, all right, I got to watch Couching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And then I started, and I was like, I'm going to do this later. I'm going to watch something else right now. Um, right. Just because it's like kind of a hard movie to watch because it requires so much of your attention. Um, whereas Aaron Brockovich is kind of like easy breezy and, and light, but not like not serious. I don't know. I like Aaron Brockovich more because it's, it's just so much more watchable and it kind of like floats by. Whereas this one is like you kind of have oh, to. This one floats by. Well, this one floats by, by but you really have to like be in it as it floats by you. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was trying to think of a joke and had zero. Um, okay. I am also going to vote for Aaron Brockovich. We'll just make it a three, a threesome. I love this movie a lot. Um, I obviously the most. Um, I would defend this movie in most regards. I just think Aaron Brockovich is just kind of, um, I don't know. It, it, it's hard to say. They're not like, to me, they're, they're hard to compare. They're hard to, they are hard to compare, but, um, fuck, I don't know. I think I would rather watch Aaron Brockovich most days, but it's almost like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is more of an achievement. I don't Absolutely. know. I, I agree with both of those things to say. Like, I think that this movie is really great and should be watched, but it's hard for me to be like, Oh man, I'm having a bummer day. Let's watch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And not I'd probably movie... watch all the fight scenes like in a YouTube compilation. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, and not every movie needs to be a everyday, you know, throw it on while you're doing some work movie. Right. Um, That's I, why this I, makes I it hard movies for that are me. Like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm voting Aaron Brockovich. We'll just round it out. So, uh, Mark, tell people where they can find you on social media. Oh, you can find me at Wallington Mark across all social medias, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Letterboxd, Facebook, probably. I don't know. Don't find me on Facebook. I have Don't find him on Facebook. Facebook. You're probably Mark Watlington. Probably. Who knows? Yeah. You Um, are. 
Chad, where can people find you? You can find me at Chad A. Oliver on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Um, that's it. Cody, where can people find you and the show? They can find me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Cody Lunsford on Letterboxd. You can find the show at We Pick Picks on Twitter and Instagram. Um, trying to think. I need to look at the calendar real quick and see if we are allowed to announce something. Yeah, this episode comes on. No, we can't yet. <laughs> we'll oh, announce we it yet. in the next episode. Oh, okay. Be looking for us uh, to be doing something interesting. Uh, and we'll tell you in the next episode. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. And remember, without Green Destiny, you are nothing. Okay, so Gladiator, it, uh, our next episode will be on the Best Picture winner of 2000, which is the movie Gladiator. Um, it is available to rent on Amazon and iTunes. Cool.